You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're actually wrapping up our series today on the law of continuance. Simply put, what God begins supernaturally, He sustains supernaturally, and He completes supernaturally. So we're talking about the restoration of the nation of Israel. The greatest threat against this restoration is an invasion of armies from the north and around Israel in different places. It is the invasion from Turkey, also from uh, Persia, which is Iran, uh, Libya, uh, probably the Sudan, some other southern uh, Asian nations, uh, the stands perhaps, uh, some of the former Soviet republics, and the land of Magog and Rosh, which is Russia. All right, now listen to Ezekiel 39, beginning in verse 1. Therefore... Thou son of man, prophesy against Gog. Gog is a man, he's a leader. And say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee, and will cause thee to come up from the north parts, and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand, will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands, and the people that is with thee. I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. Thou shalt fall upon the open field, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. And I will send a fire on Magog and among them that dwell carelessly in the coastlands or the isles, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So this invading army is reduced to one-sixth of its strength. Uh, There's going to be an attack against the homeland of Gog, which is the land of Magog, which is probably Russia. Israel will realize during this time that this is God at work, not their own strength, not their own armies. I'm not saying their own armies won't be involved, but they will have to admit God did this. God defended us. Listen to verse 7. So will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them pollute my holy name anymore, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. The Holy One in Israel. Not only do the Israelis know that God worked on their behalf, they'll be the first to know it, but then the rest of the world, even unsaved people, will have to admit God defended the nation of Israel. Now, here's the aftermath. Earlier in this series, I said God's very practical. Well, there's there's some practical need here in this. And we start with verse 11. It shall come to pass in that day that I will give unto Gog, a place there of graves in Israel, the valley of the passengers on the east of the sea. Now there is a place called the valley of the passengers on the east side of the Dead Sea. It's in what is today the land of Jordan. And this is where uh, the, the, the army of Gog will be buried. 
and it shall stop the noses of the passengers, and there shall they bury Gog and his multitude, and they shall call it the Valley of Hamon Gog, which means the multitude of God. Gog. Seven months shall the house of Israel be burying them that they may cleanse the land. So this is the practical side. Even though there's a miraculous thing here where God intervened, uh, apparently they have to do the hard and dirty work of getting all these people buried, and it takes seven months to get that done. Uh, then we skip down to verse 14. They shall sever out men of continual employment, passing through the land to bury with the passengers those that remain upon the face of the earth to cleanse it. After the end of seven months shall they search. And the passengers that pass through the land, when any seeth a man's bone, then he shall set up a sign by it, till the barriers have buried it in the valley of Gog. Now, interesting here. Uh, special people, uh, probably in hazmat suits and with gloves on, are the ones who pick up the bones and take them to burial. The average person does not touch this. couple of reasons. It could be that there's some radiation associated with this. It could be that there is some trace of chemical or biological weaponry uh, associated with these people. Certainly, pestilence and blood imply chemical and biological weapons that are used against them and probably of their own making that they destroy each other or their own intentions are turned upon them. Uh, I do not see Israel doing this. I could certainly see these armies coming with that kind of weaponry and it blowing up in their faces. Now, here is the aftermath, and this is what happens. Ezekiel 39 describes this huge influx of Jewish people from around the world. Listen to this. Ezekiel 39, 25, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel and will be jealous for my holy name after that they have borne their shame and all their trespasses whereby they have trespassed against me when they dwelt safely in their land and none made them afraid. When I have brought them again from the people and gathered them out of their enemies' lands and am sanctified in them in the sight of many nations, then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, which caused them to be led into captivity among the heathen, but have gathered them to their own land and have left none of them any more there." Neither will I hide my face any more from them, for I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, saith the Lord God. Now this begins a revival. And it's not just a revival of immigration, where there will be millions of Jewish people who will come back to the land. Uh, but it will be also a revival spiritually. There will be a lot of people who haven't been particularly religious that are going to turn to God and want to know more about the God of Israel. It's going to happen big time. Now, it could be that this is when Jeremiah 31 and 8 has its final fulfillment. Uh, here it is. Behold, I will bring them from the north country. Now, there have already been 900,000 Jewish people come to the land of Israel from the land of Russia, and that happened in the 1990s. But there are still lots of Jewish people left in Russia. God said, I will bring them from the north country. All of them will come later. I will gather them from the coasts of the earth. A great company shall return there. 
Now, this is interesting to me. Coast of the earth, where are the major Jewish population centers outside the land of Israel? New York City, it's coastal city, 1.5 million Jews. Los Angeles, 662,000 Jews. The Riviera of France, 450,000 Jews, coastal. Chicago, on Lake Michigan coast, 320,000 Jews. South Florida, on the Atlantic coast, 482,000 Jews. God said, I'm going to bring them home from the North Country and from the coasts of the earth. Now, down through the years, as I've taught this at our church and on the road different places, I've had people ask me this question. Does this happen before the rapture, the catching away of the church? My answer is, I don't know. I don't know that anybody knows. Uh, there have been lots of opinions offered on this. Uh, I, I tend to think that it's possible that we in the church will see it. And part of my thinking is based upon a prophecy in the book of Joel. I'm going to read it to you, Joel chapter 2, verses 22 and 23. It says that the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Now we established earlier, according to the book of Hosea, the symbol of Israel is the fig tree. It's also the olive tree, but it's the fig tree as well. The fig tree is political Israel. The olive tree is spiritual Israel. The fig tree is the political Israel. The vine is a picture of the church. And so what we see here is that at the same time, Israel and the church are yielding great strength. Now, uh, that's something we've seen in the last 100 years, is whenever there has been a great breakthrough for Israel, there has been a great breakthrough in the church. It's called a parallel move. And there has never been a time of great breakthrough in Israel without a great breakthrough in the church. 1967, 1948, all of these things uh, were moves in both places. The healing revival, the charismatic renewal, both of them accompanied moves that happened in Israel as well. So be glad then, you children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for He hath given you the former rain moderately, and He will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. So the rain is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and the latter rain is the springtime rain, which is the greatest. Now here's another reason that it may have something to do with the church. In James chapter 5, and verse 7, he writes, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receive the early and the latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. So here James says that the coming of the Lord is accompanied by an outpouring of both the former and the latter rain. Outpourings of the Holy Spirit. So we'll see uh, all of the great moves of God that came before, wonderful things that God's done. We'll see elements of those, but an even greater move in the last day. So I could be wrong, and I've been wrong before. And, uh, but I will say this, this is certainly worth watching. And that's all we can do. Two things, I would say. Uh, don't be a gazer. 
the angels said to the disciples when Jesus was called up off the Mount of Olives, why stand you here gazing? we got things to do. Uh, Jesus taught us what our posture has to be. Occupy till I come. Uh, this is why a lot of great mega churches do not like prophecy taught in their churches because they don't want people to sit and gaze. And it's something that happens. All people want to do sometimes is study prophecy. And I love prophecy. One third of the Bible's prophecy. I think we ought to study it. But I think it could be done with a balance so that we don't do just prophecy and so consumed with it that it's the only message we want to hear. I want to hear things about leadership. I want to hear things about growing a church. I want to hear things about prayer and intercession. I want to hear things about soul winning. I want to hear things about raising kids and having a great relationship with my wife. There's so many things that we need to hear. We are not a one-track church. God has called us to be well-rounded. So we are watching the way that Jesus told us to. Luke chapter 21, behold the fig tree. He said, watch the fig tree. Just watch, pay attention. In order to watch, you have to know something. Hopefully in these last five lessons, I've given you some knowledge of what you can look for. And what we have seen in the last 40, 50 years, I've seen it in my lifetime. Some of the nations that are described here as allies of Russia, they have flipped and they are no longer Western nations. They're no longer pro-Western. They have switched over uh, to, to uh, the forces of communism and Russia. And we see that. And so uh, at any rate... The idea here is that the Lord wins. And whether we are alive on this earth to see it or not, we still win. We are part of this great victory. We are linked with the winning team. So I hope that you've enjoyed this series of messages. I, I hope that you will go back through your emails, write down some of these scriptures, uh, keep them marked in your Bible, study them. Uh, it, it won't hurt you to read these things over and over again because they're that important. Thank you so much for joining me for the Law of Continuance. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.